welcome back to the Frontend Coffee Break, the podcast where we talk about frontend, frontend, and more frontend stuff. You know, <laughs> HTML, JavaScript, CSS. Um, we are from Continent Centric, and with me today, as usual, Chucho Castañeda. How are you? Hello. All good. All good. I mean, enjoying a little bit of coffee and enjoying the season i guess yeah i mean what's up with your hat are we are we in holiday season now well i technically were very close around the holiday season but i'm not entirely sure if that's so just in case this episode is airs nearby the season well i'm dressed for the occasion if not well um, it's gonna be strange it's still. just a hat it's just a hat it's and be, <laughs> that's for sure and of course, um, if you know who I am, Ricardo Torres, I always never say my name, but I say it now. Anyways, so uh, Chucha, I want to ask you, like you and I are front-end interviewers and we do technical interviews. And one of the questions that you see everywhere online, um, you know, when you look for, okay, classical front-end interview questions is how would you center an element on the page, right? <laughs> and I know that the question might have been, or the answer might have been different now for several years uh, back. So I want to ask you, how would you have done it like maybe, I don't know, three or four years ago? Well, three or four years, I I guess back then it was, I think it's already been a while. Well, the answer would be flex Flexbox. That's the way that I would use it. I would use that uh, because it's the easiest way to align. But that's now. Things. How would you have done it? Uh, uh, Some ago. years ago. I don't yeah. know exactly how long I've been doing mm -hmm. Flexbox, but it was way more, well, way more. It was different because... I mean, the easiest way you would say it's like line height. You could just add line height, and that would be it. But then, what happens if the text is too big? Then it would you you it would completely break. Then you need to do a certain techniques. You know, like use a couple of of tags. One has a certain line height. The other one has a certain property. And combining this, you can manage to get a very nice, well working uh, uh, vertical alignment. But um, that is no longer needed. You can reduce the amount of, of CSS and HTML that you use with just one line, line of or a couple yeah, of Yeah, yeah, totally. Lines of or using position absolute or transforming and all those things that we used to do to, to just, you know, center something in a page. It's just as easy as that. Hmm. Right. And I remember reading about it. There was this book uh, that was called uh, Bulletproof CSS. All right. And the idea behind this book is that it tell it told you about different CSS techniques or different things that you could use to make your page bulletproof. Bulletproof like this, like what happens if if you reach to a point in which there's too much text? Why? What do you do to avoid the page for breaking in certain situations? Right. That was quite interesting. But it's funny how I mean, right now we still ask this question. Uh, the usual answer that we get is flex. Usually, yes, yeah. And, but then I always, one thing that I like to do is I like to follow up with additional questions like, okay, so um, if you didn't have flex, how would you center it? And then the, you can see the difference, I guess, a little bit between people that have a bit more experience than, than, than those that don't have a lot of uh, that much experience because they, they have different answers. And because precisely people with more experience have had to fight doing different ways to, yeah. to actually yeah, yeah. do this. So, it, But it's funny. It's funny how um, what was acceptable a few years ago is no longer acceptable or there are better ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I are dinosaurs when it comes to web development and we've, we've seen and we've done uh, like very old stuff. I, I still remember like doing, you know, just, you know, having a button and you want the text to be dynamic, but the designer says, I want 
like rounded corners. And ah, in the rounded my goodness, corners. Back then you would do a table, right? A table with four cells or five cells and then use four images to do the corners. And then the, the, the browser vendors came and said, wait, here's the border radius now. Just use it. Right. Um, but except Explorer, of course, we'd say, oh, border sure. what? Oh, no, 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 this is not going to be <laughs> useful. So you had to do it twice because it's like, well, you know, uh, Internet Explorer doesn't support it. Like, we don't care. We wanted rounded borders always. Yeah, but, yeah. but how about just doing it for the other browsers? No, it has to be done for every single browser. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so what are the things that uh, we could recommend uh, our listeners that, they should look for or learn or just keep an eye on when it comes to 2023 and CSS? Because sure, knowing a little bit of Flexbox is, is fine, but what else is there? Because I I think for the past year, past two years, we've seen a lot, a lot of work from the vendors yes. uh, to, to improve CSS on the web. And, and it's fantastic, right? And especially with the death of Internet Explorer, as <laughs> we knew it. <laughs> this has become, I think this is something that, that, that has improved um, the 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 things that you can do in the in the browsers because um, before when you had to support the Internet Explorer because it had a huge base yeah. you had to do uh, you could not use the the, the latest features you know mm-hmm. you would have like the border radius and it was like nope you cannot use it because it's not um, supported right you have to polyfill it or send a bunch of code to the to the client just to do something that they don't mm-hmm. you don't really need I mean in, in the end price of enhancement so tell me tell me a feature tell, tell me something that uh, we should look for. One thing that I that I think that's important because it's something that I'm already working with it, but of course um, it's not fully, fully, fully supported at least not for all the browsers that we have supporting the project, which is container queries. Ah, nice. We've had a couple of of, of talks in in the company mm-hmm. internal talks about it because it's it's a very interesting topic. I've seen some use cases, super nice use cases that that it's. It's, it's like you grab this one component and for those who don't uh, haven't worked with with container queries usually we do the media queries which uh, help us define how a component is going to look depending on the size of the entire window yeah. because usually we think about mobile tablet desktop or uh, you know mm-hmm. this kind of this kind of things we think about um, how it's going to behave in this in these different um, sizes window sizes but usually the the component will always behave this way but but then again, it's if, if you think about it, it's not really that that far fetched to think. Well, you know, if my component is um, using I don't know uh, nine hundred pixels, it, it'll be like large enough to be able to have uh, a wider uh, wider layout yeah, or design, a wider, yeah. wider layout. And then again, mm-hmm. maybe I want to have in the in a in a big page, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know two thousand pixels page. I want to divide it in columns. And if the component is inside one of those columns, I want it to look a bit different, like it maybe like it would look in a in a mobile browser. I mean, right that, now, that's the exact definition of components, right? That you just get the component, an atom, or something, and you just mm-hmm. put it anywhere, and it looks fine. But now, not doesn't work. I mean, currently, we cannot do that. And it's a different way of thinking because, since you, and the designers are the ones also that need to to change the way a little bit of that that they think. And I think I think that it opens the possibilities of new um, designs uh, hugely in in the work that we do in AEM. Now um, it also it, it, it's also something that you can apply there, and you can add the component either in different columns or add the component that it's going to be the entire uh, the entire width. I mean, there's many possibilities. And well, the thing is that container queries. I think it's one of those things that you need to at least read upon, and maybe if uh, even implement via JavaScript 
uh, if not, uh, if you cannot, if the browsers that you need to support are not, or can, or it's almost it. ready. I'm seeing here that we have Chrome, Edge, of course, Safari. We're just missing Firefox and, and maybe Opera. But then once that is done, we, we're ready. Let's go. I, and I think Safari, uh, Safari, Firefox is a very important browser to be supported. It's important to support a browser that's not doing the same thing that other browsers are, are doing. So hopefully, I hope that, that Firefox supports it. But that would be one of the features that if you haven't heard of it or if you haven't seen it, go look at it because it's something that you can implement, maybe not fully CSS only, but you can also implement it via JavaScript and it's worth it. I'm currently working yeah, on At least maybe in three months we'll, we'll be ready. So it's, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that uh, I'm currently working on a component that precisely uses uh, via JavaScript, uh, mm. the same thing. And you, Ricardo, what thing would you think? Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about subgrid. So, you okay. know, okay. we have yeah. already grids and, and I'm surprised that usually when we have interviews with uh, candidates, some people don't even use grid. Like when you tell, tell them, how do you do a layout? They say Flexbox. <laughs> and this is, well, yeah, you know, th there's a reason why we have Flexbox and we, uh, we have grids and a lot exactly. of people use Flexbox as grids. You know, and look... it, it works, right? In, yes. in some way you can do columns and in some way you can make it work, but in, in, with grid, it's just easier, right? It's easier to just define your columns, put everything there and work on two dimensions, right? Flexbox is for one dimension. So um, with grid, it's fantastic, but designers usually think beyond. It's like they, they give you a page, they give you a page with 12 columns, they put the component, I don't know, in, in five columns, and then inside the component, they put other elements and say, hey, please make the button start on the third column. But that, that's not possible because the grid only affects the immediate children, the first children, right? Mm -hmm. But with mm -hmm. subgrid, you can now, with children inside the, the like the, yeah, deeper <laughs> into, the, into the tree, deeper, <laughs> deeper. like grandchildren, grandchildren elements can now reference or, or, or use the, the parent uh, grid defined. So, so now you will be able to, yes, I want the button to start on the third column and this button lives inside 40 divs. That's fine. It's, so it's okay. It's going to be fine. And that's something that we will have to like educate also designers and talk to them and say, now we can do this. Let's make use of it. And, and I think we'll be, much, much easier for us because I remember doing hacks with paddings and fixed waves and <laughs> I'm trying to at least more or less using media queries simulate what they wanted to do. But now I'll, I'll, I'll know for sure that it's going to work. I, I'll, I'll name my columns and yeah, I'm super excited. But, you know, one funny thing is that I don't blame those people that say flex only mm -hmm. and don't use grid because uh, at least for me, my personal experience, my personal journey going through flex and grid and, start, and adopting them mm -hmm. was very late, uh, long, late, not late. Well, yeah, I'm a late adopter I, of, of layouts. I've, I must confess that I was a late adopter. Part of the reason that I, uh, of this is because, well, I started working, I mean, I started using tables for layouts when yeah, it was acceptable. I mean, mm -hmm. this is something that I, well, we've all, mm -hmm. I guess. We've done. been there. <laughs> we've been there. I mean, literally the table, because it was so easy to do layouts with, with, with tables. And then uh, you, I, if correct me if I'm wrong, because I would say that this is the, the next step after tables came floating. Yeah. Floats, all right. Float. Clear floats. Yeah. Yeah. Clears and floats. And that would, you have to struggle a lot with floats and then sometimes a little bit of, 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 um, uh, uh, positioning, you yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. make it work. I mean, totally. 
and then what was what did came like? And I, I think I, I I jumped from this kind of, of layout definition, you know, floats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. these kind of things, uh, into flex afterwards yeah, yeah. or and, and grid. But it took me some time because it's like, no, no, I already know how to do this. I I, I know how to do it. It's, it works perfectly fine. I don't see any reason why to use. Uh, something like Flex. No, but I feel you. I mean, especially us that we're working with enterprise and working on, on large projects, we need to support um, lots of browsers usually. It's not, I mean, I, I envy those developers in startup companies where they work on a small project and they say, yeah, I only use the latest Chrome and Firefox. And I'm like, you are so lucky. We <laughs> we cannot <laughs> do that usually with enterprise projects. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why sometimes we as developers hold off on features because we know, okay, do I need to polyfill it? I mean, do I need to send more code when I'm trying to use less code? Doesn't make any sense, right? So, so maybe. And that's something that 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 right there. <laughs> <laughs> that right there, I think it's one of of the essential things of uh, of being able to adopt new features that they they um, not only they're easier sometimes to use, but sometimes this. The fact that they're easier to use make make uh, means that they use less code. You need yeah. less code, so you send totally. less code to the browser, and that's good for for performance wise at least. Yeah, yeah with with grids, man, grid. It's just with three properties, you can define a, a whole grid system, and and you're they're done. With floats, you would have to you know create a class for each of the columns and the width of each column, and it's 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 crazy. Um, oh, and, yeah. and the, the the funny thing is that grid is magic. You, yeah, yes, Xbox it is. It's also magic. At least it's <laughs> like magic. If you had to 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 fight the doing it without it, now when you use it, it's just magic. Yeah, it just man, it's... Like you go flex, flex, flex. If you want or grid or whatever, and it's. I mean, this is something that I don't see. I I would go back in time and slap myself and say, start using it. It's gonna make your life easier. Yeah, yeah. Let, for, for those listening, I, listening at home, just visit if you if you can small uh, smallcss.dev small with o. S M O L C S S dev and they have their like one liners to create grid systems with flexbox oh. and grid. And it, it's just almost a one liner. It's it's so small, so easy, and and I'm so surprised like how far we've come from from the old layout system. And uh, for those that don't know it yet and want to learn it, there's a lot of very nice um, resources like the what was it called i know that it was the grid frog the css grid frog i think ah, that's like one. a game yeah or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. was it the flexbox frog and the css garden now the um, there was another page the grid garden i think it was and it helps you we'll put it in the show notes yeah. <laughs> but there were two two very very good websites that help you to learn how to mm-hmm. use flex and how to use grid so if if you're a little bit afraid of, of doing that well that's something that you can that you can go to and look, and we even have one of our colleagues that did uh, in 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 Cognizant Centric that did a a CS uh, grid tutorial, and it's available in Udemy. We can also maybe link it so that if you're interested. Yeah, we'll do that. And but anyhow, I have to say that I before we continue, I had a horror story. I know they just need oh. to take it out of my chest. All right, I had a horror story regarding um, layouts, and it was I joined um, a project many 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 years ago. And I started looking at the project. We worked a lot with tables because it was table data. And I was looking at it and I saw it, they were only using divs and everything was floated. I mean, they, it was, we would say a work of art or a Frankenstein, I don't know, but it was like a very complex work to make it, to using only floats make make uh, the behavior of tables. And of course, they had a, this had a lot of issues because they're not tables. That's what tables are for. But I went to the to the project lead and I said, "Hey, um, 
why are you using divs here? Why are you using divs instead of tables? And he looked at me and said, well, we read an article and it said that we should should avoid the use of tables if possible. And I was like, when no, I mean, yes, it's true, you should, when you're not painting table tabular data, then you should use tables because that's the best way. I mean, they went all the way and removed every single table from the project in the project that was that had a lot of information that had to be shown in tables. It was horrible. The bugs that had to be fixed were horrible. And I guess that's one of the reasons that I said no flex because I've been battling using uh, floats. Anyhow. Uh... <laughs> no, it's a good one. I mean, to be devil's advocate, um, the issue is sometimes the designs, right? I mean, I, uh, I I have the same like the same user story for my current project right now where we had the um, the requirement to make some sort of component that it's very like responsive, right? On mobile, it's very vertical, and then on, on, on desktop, it's very horizontal. But that's tabular data, and of course, using tables was very very challenging, and, and we didn't go for tables at the moment, right? But then once we explored more about accessibility and we ran some accessibility audits, they said, okay, yes, yes, we need tables, right? So now there's going to be a challenge on how do you migrate to tabular data with with actual tables and make it responsive while maintaining the design, maybe that's not even feasible, right? Because if you're working on a more vertical, more different layout, maybe if you're working on tables, it's tables, right? So how do you deal with that? Do you have some sort of overflow and make a horizontal scroll bar? Or how do you deal with that? It's not not easy. Not an easy thing, but it's not. Fortunately, right now, at least I don't have to worry about that. So I'm happy. Lucky man. Lucky man. I'll, uh, I'll ping you later next week about this. <laughs> So um, another feature that I think that it's important, it's an old feature, I must say, but the, when we were discussing it uh, earlier before the show, um, I mentioned something that I found out a couple of years ago. They, uh, the client said, hey, you know, we found out this. And also um, one of our performance experts mentioned it uh, at one point in, the, in, the, in an internal channel. And it's content visibility. You know, and this property, it's, it's, um, it's very nice uh, in the sense that um, you could use this property to basically improve the performance of the page. And it was like an easy win. Or at least the way that, it, that they told us about it is like, this is an easy win. And I'm going to tell you why this is something that you should uh, that should be kept in mind, but it's not, I think, uh, necessarily ready to be used, or at least it wasn't last year that I, that I tried to use it. So this thing controls how the elements are rendered or how, how is yes. it? Okay. It precisely affects the way that the, the, the rendition, it, it basically, is, uh, what it does is, um, one of the things that you can do with it is that you can tell the browser not to worry about rendering or, yeah, basically rendering content if it's not visible at this point. So this means that, for example, when you load uh, the page, it will only worry to uh, about rendering what is visible. And whatever is not visible, it won't be rendered until it sort of becomes visible. So it does improve the performance. Remember, the performance, our performance expert said, hey, you know, if you use it, it will improve. I don't remember the the amount, but it said like it's an easy win because you just need to put it like uh, on the top level, and it's going to improve the 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 performance quite nicely. So we implemented it, but while working on it, we find out that it had a very big issue. But oh, going back a little bit, and the nice thing is that if a browser didn't support it, it was okay because it just would be ignored and worked uh, as as usual, business as usual. But the thing is that. Um, are the main browser that we that we we used for the client was uh, Chrome, and the issue was that our client was very keen into accessibility, into making the website ac accessible, and this particular uh, property had an accessibility issue. 
that basically it rendered invisible certain elements uh, for the screen reader. And this was not good because I, if I remember correctly, it was like, for example, the, the headings. Um, it would not be able to uh, find the headings that have, hadn't been rendered. And that became a big accessibility issue. I And reading about it, it, it the, the thing that happened is that this was not a desired effect. It was a, a side effect that, that, well, it was a bug. It was not a feature. And the Chrome team found out, it's like, yeah, we know that it's currently not working. This is not what we intended. So we have to work on it. And that was at least, uh, if I remember, February 2021, when we tried but to But again, devil's advocate, if I don't care about accessibility or should I care about, maybe different topic. But, uh, <laughs> maybe if I don't care or if it's an internal portal just for me, maybe okay. it's fine. I mean, I think that it's very important for people to care for accessibility. I, I, I mean, at least the, ba the most basic. And also, usually when you do things right, a lot of accessibility things are, are just... Uh, they just work. That, yes, they just work. But you should work, uh, worry about accessibility or at least uh, basic accessibility. Mm. And I think this one is a, it's a big thing because it would render your content invisible to screen readers. And yep. that's not something that you want. I mean, in other things, I might say, okay, maybe you can, <laughs> you can ignore it because it's not that such of a big deal. I mean, there are things that being a little bit of a, yeah, of a not such a nice person, you could say, yes, we can ignore it. Of course, there's uh, use cases, like you say, this is an internal portal and we know that we don't need it uh, or we don't want it or whatever. Yeah, I guess you can you can go ahead and, and use it. And then Santa Claus won't bring you gifts because you're being a bad person. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if the moment that they fix this, this is something I, I have to check. I haven't checked it. It's fixed. But the moment that they fix this, it's something that I would really recommend to be implemented. Like immediately go implement it and use it because it's really uh, uh, performance-wise, it's quite nice. And yeah. any other thing that you would say that's worth learning? Learning? Um, many things, to be honest. Uh, there, there are two things I like. They're not super ready to use, but uh, I wanted to mention them because... Just keep an eye on out. Keep an eye out. Uh, there's two like um, selectors or pseudo class selectors. Uh, mm. One is the has, right? Okay. And there is the where, and yeah. and as it has been a revolution. I mean, we've never been able to select uh, like from a pattern element, right? So so like based on 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 children and and using the has is 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 mind blowing because it's it's so new and something that you. You would never expect, or maybe you wanted to have it, and you would use JavaScript, right? Because, if, like, let's say, you say, okay, I, I want to change how um, you have you have some links, but you want to change how the, the wrapper on the link uh, based on the link, right? So with JavaScript, you would create a link, and then you would go up to the tree and say parent or close selector, and you would go up, right? But now you don't have to use JavaScript; you can use uh, CSS, or now means quote unquote now means Chrome, Edge, Safari, and Opera. I see that Firefox has not still implemented Has, um, but yeah, I mean, ha have you read about Has? Has is one <laughs> of those things that people ask Santa on their wish list every year. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is this is a feature that everyone has wanted for mm -hmm. so long. Yeah, and I think that when it initially came out, it was a bit of a how is this possible because it's yeah. supposed to be like super heavy for processing wise i mean Correct. It's, it, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do and that was the reason that this thing that was really uh, would have been really or it's really appreciated wasn't implemented uh, earlier 
because it was uh, well anyhow. But I I know I know about Has. I haven't been been I haven't tried it out yet. <laughs> no, same here because support, right? Uh, yes, just in Firefox. It's but the moment deal. that it's supported, mm-hmm. the moment that it's supported, this is one of those things that that changes completely. The I mean, it once again performance. Um, it reduces the amount of code that you have to do, especially JavaScript. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things we talked about it. It's that there's a lot of things you can do with CSS that you realize you can do with CSS. Yeah. Reduce mm-hmm. JavaScript. I mean, anything that's like that, it's it's marvelous. And the second thing is the where selector. So colon where, and then parentheses. Um, this is where, okay, pun intended. Um, <laughs> so let's say that you have, okay, very easy. You have like a class and then a child element comma, and then you have class, another element, class, title, class, description. You have a bunch of things that are children of your class, right? And then you usually write in multi-line. You have one line, two lines, three lines. But with the where, you convert this to one a one-liner. You just say class, where, and then you put t- title, paragraph, and button, and all those styles apply to those elements, right? So um, I like it in a sense that maybe if this comes to SAS and you say, okay, I, I, I want to I, I have now this support because I want to please compile my SAS files to CSS using this feature, your CSS files will immediately be smaller because now you would just have it, okay, comma, 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 whatever. But maybe um, using this where you would, by, by like for free, <laughs> you would have less, less CSS <laughs> output. And, uh, and I like it. It's, it's nice. And well, now that you mentioned SAS, I mean, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of things that we do in SAS mm-hmm. that um, that allows us to be, to be more productive or help us reduce mm-hmm. the amount of, of time that we have to invest in things. But in, then, then they end, ended up doing maybe a lot of more, uh, writing a lot of more code, but this is definitely something that... And have you noticed that now the, the CSS spec is becoming more and more like SAS? I mean, we've yes. had now the, the custom properties, so-called, called, uh, quote-unquote, uh, CSS variables, right? Also mm-hmm. like nesting. Now you, yes. you you can have nesting on vanilla CSS. And they were, I remember that we had a poll regarding on, because there was two options regarding the nesting, right? It was yes. like, which, um, how's it called? Semantic which one has which? one? Uh, it's a good question. I think, I think it was they've the changed it. They've changed it. Uh, let, let me see if MDN quickly, just for you guys. <laughs> but well, it, it, the thing is yeah. that, yeah, yeah, it was like, how would we, how would CSS natively support nesting? Mm-hmm. And there were two options. And I remember that they that, that there were people that wanted one, people that wanted the other. I personally wanted the one that was like more like SAS because that's ampersand. The, yes, I, I think that's the one that won. Yeah, ampersand. Hmm. Um, so yeah, because I mean, and this happens the same thing as we've talked about it in JavaScript. Uh, that there's a lot of features, uh, frameworks, and libraries that are created that add features. Uh, to JavaScript that are not available otherwise, and they end up being included, incorporated naturally in jQuery, JavaScript, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And with the CSS, it, 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 mm-hmm. the same thing happens. SAS, the same thing happens. You mentioned some of these features that end up being uh, implemented yeah. natively, and I guess that this would be a point in favor of of learning things like SAS or something. Uh, this. CSS preprocessors, like a lot of the features might end up being native in the future. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. I mean, yeah, yeah. For example, one thing that I was I was um, thinking about is maybe um, right now the, the media queries, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've, they've included the media query range, which yeah. is something also relatively new, which reduce or changes the way that we can uh, in, add ranges in media queries, making it more, more natural. 
and, and this is something that you maybe could have uh, implemented or uh, implemented in SaaS yourself, create a, a mixing function, or, yeah. a function mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. yeah. that that um, made it easy. And now with the ranges, it's something that it's it's already also being uh, made easy. And this totally. is something that's worth looking into if you haven't done it yet. It doesn't mean that we're going to drop like SaaS as a, no, as a no, no, preferred no, no, no. tool for for development, but uh, but it, I think it's nice that we are updating the CSS spec so that there will be less and less like compilation from SAS files to CSS and in the end more performance and less output and yeah hmm. very good man no and this might allow the uh, for the future for SAS to become even more, or add other features that we mm-hmm. might not be thinking of right now i mean the the sky in a way is a limit i although i'm i'm more into using SAS, for example i do also like some of the things that you can do in post css you know, because it, it allows you to programmatically do a, a few tricks. Different things, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can implement some other things that you wanted to do, and they can be nat- naturally mm. be done in, in post-CSS. So so that's also a nice, a nice thing to, to at least to, to get to know, because maybe you'll, you'll um, have a need at one point to do things one way or another, and post-CSS mm-hmm. might be the answer or, or might be able to help you out. I don't know. Chucho, anything else you want to share about CSS for this 2023? I don't have anything else in mind, at least not from the top of that on my head. Then we ask the listeners, please share what's the most exciting hmm. CSS feature or change or, or something that is not in CSS and you would like to see it in CSS. What what are you looking for this year regarding CSS? Or share. the thing that yeah, or the thing that you've learned recently and that you that blew your mind and would say, oh, it's nice that it's implemented. Please don't say border radius. Um, <laughs> that's it, guys. Calc. Calc. Calculations, yeah, that's also nice. Next episode. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.